0: and welcome ben Cohen, here with you on the sound health global podcast and soon to be channel (laughs) as you can see it has taken me some time to get around the corner here and get the next podcast out so thank you for your patience and thank you for your love those of you that have reached out and shared your encouragement and support Um, and questions and comments really appreciate that Um, if you want to reach out directly send me an email at ben at bencoen.com that's b-e-n at b-e-n-k-o-e-n dot com that's probably the best way to get in touch you you can also of course find me on Facebook and Instagram um, LinkedIn either Benjamin Cohen or Sound Health Global both of those you can Find me under. And I'm also these days playing on TikTok a little bit, going very slow, but enjoying the ride. So um, happy to be here with you all and wanted to share a little bit about a, a really cool Zoom session we had, an international thing through a university here in Hong Kong, HKBU, that asked me to uh, do a session on music and healing. And we had some really good questions, really uh, thoughtful engagement uh, during and after the show. And I'll be sure to uh, send out a link when that comes up. But in the meantime, (laughs) I wanted to focus today's podcast on the core questions that arose from that session. All right. And, you know, the heart of the whole Delivery, I'd like to just share with you now and really distill it and condense it because I think that session went for about an hour and a half plus questions. Um, And it really comes down to one thing, and that it's something we intuitively know as human beings as we engage music and sound in our lives. The heart of everything that I shared in that session that I want to focus on now with you is from that intuitive experience, that is in a way is a proof of concept. (laughs) It's not really such because it's an intuitive experience and you haven't gone out to necessarily prove the potential power of music to affect a healing change or another kind of change in your life, however, The intuitive experience functions in the same way as a kind of proof of concept, in that it is really intimately connected from our earliest memories, even before those memories, and certainly in my case, from my childhood, and not only intuitively but very intentionally engaging music as a form and powerful way of transforming my state of being even being able to see clearly a vision and understand how to execute on that vision to manifest it and create it in my life so in my case it was both very intuitive and intentional but the point I want to make right now is that we have this kind of proof in our own lived experience as human beings that music has the power to effect a change that moves us body, mind, heart, soul, and spirit, thinking, behavior, actions. It has the power to move us from one state of where all of those things are at issue, which really form one whole. Um, It has the power to move us from one state to another, to be a vehicle of meaning, to be a channel, a conduit, a process of transformation. And this was really at the heart of what uh, I shared there and then got into a bit of, well, how does that work? You know, what is the how? If we have this intuitive experience and we take it further into actually, you know, intentional deployment of the power of music, and this isn't, you know, lessening the power of music and say using it as a tool or utility. What I'm trying to do here is actually just reveal one of the inherent and perhaps most powerful aspects of music so at one level we can say in a very general sense it is a vehicle of meaning it is a vehicle of change it is a a vortex of transformation it's a process of confluence of all of the aspects of one's being into a whole and moving it forward and You know as i've said before the different language language we put around this process uh, i want to have some detachment from but at the same time it's really important to articulate in a more meaningful or accurate or less abstracted way um, that can hopefully move us more deeply into music's power in the human reality and then of course that impacts all of reality right and so the core of this conversation that I'm laying out right now is really that when we understand that we both intuitively and intentionally assign meaning to music we already have an incredibly powerful process to create whatever that meaning is. Okay, let me me kind of repeat that. And you know, one way I like to think of it is, yeah, as a vehicle of meaning, as a channel of meaning, a bridge, a conduit, an experience, and a ladder, and even a transducer of meaning. You know, a transducer is something that uh, changes, you know, one kind of energy into another, right? So like the basilar membrane in the inner ear is a transducer. It takes a sound wave frequency. It takes that sound frequency and translates it or transduces it into neural impulses. And that is part of that process of how we understand the meaning and have the experience of music. It's part of the process. So what I'm pointing out here at the heart is that we already have a life of experience where we both intuitively and intentionally assign meaning to music and sound and the meaning that either it already carries because of its obvious meaning or the you know, process of enculturation or that you already know it's there, but also meaning that you give to any piece of music or any sound, right? In any sound, in any music, there are these two aspects. There's an intuitive sense of what that meaning is and there is an assigned meaning that we give to it, sometimes consciously and in large part unconsciously. right? And also both. So the, the heart of it is that we intuitively and intentionally play with meaning in music and this is where the potential power of music lies to move us from one state to another. So, I ask you if you assign the meaning of healing, right, as a process, and you assign the meaning of health and wellness, well being and vitality as an outcome to a musical process, to a piece of music, a song, or to the sound of your own voice, right, in doing a long tone kind of vocal meditation if you assign these meanings to it, how might that affect a change in your being, in your body, mind, spirit, emotions, relationships, thoughts and actions? How might that meaning that you assign to a particular piece of music or to your own experience of making music or to your experience of sounding your voice in the privacy of your own room or home. And that meaning of health and wellness and vitality of peace and calmness, yeah, of energy and flow of spirit and truth of confidence and courage. If that meaning is carried by the music, and you incorporate a practice every morning and evening where you imbibe and consume that sound and music which is that meaning also and then throughout your day it flows through you more and more little by little every day right what will the impact be on your life so what I'm asking you to do here is to kind of Suspend any disbelief, first of all, if you have any kind of um, pushback to any of this. Yeah. Because one of the things, if any pushback is coming to you, I would say it largely rests in one area with two subsequent uh, issues to, to kind of open up for a second. And the first thing, the first area is that of human creativity right and what I mean by creativity here is the ability the capacity the innate inherent capacity of human beings to create to create anything okay this is one of the most important things to recognize at the outset and I don't mean in kind of the general sense of hey are you a creative person I mean that you, right? Not that you're an artist, musician, creative quote unquote person. No, that's, that's beautiful. That's even a greater expression of this capacity. But what I'm saying is that all humans, we have the capacity of creativity, which means to create. We have the ability to create. And when we start talking about health and wellness, healing and vitality, human flourishing, this creativity leads into the notion of knowing 100 percent that you are a participant you can participate in your own experience of healing you can facilitate the healing process you can support it participate even create it okay now as an example um i've worked with people that have gone through surgery and they've been you know They've had some chronic condition or some injury or trauma and they have to get some surgery and even in that case you know going through this music meditation process that I'm laying out which is basically assigning the proper meaning right the vision you want to have of how you want to be right? so for example someone going through thir- surgery They want, at the outcome of that surgery, to be well. They want the surgery to go well, for the problem to be eliminated, to be healthy, to have wellness, be in a state of well-being, and then vitality, energy and flow. Be able to do what they want with their body and life, right? So, I'm not laying this out as the only thing that one needs to do. No, and the example I want to give is working with people that must go through some surgery, right? Even in those cases, helping them see that they are creative, number one, which leads to understanding that they can participate in their surgery because they are their body. Their mind and consciousness is their present in the operating room. So, if they spend a week before preparing every morning and evening, right, going through this process of assigning that meaning of the outcome, the vision they want to have at the end, and they incorporate music into this meditative process, right, that meaning becomes carried into their deep unconscious mind. And this is one of the great powers of music to bridge the unconscious and conscious mind. Okay. So, going through this process for a week and then going into the or even under general anesthesia there is a person that um you know i shared some of the experience in the talk the other day where she had been through uh, several surgeries before and after each one had a long time very difficult recovery in the icu the last few times and once i taught her this C meditation practice, S-E-A, to see the end in the beginning, right? The E is to experience that in her body and being as being real and true now, and the A is action, right? To take action based on that experience and vision, okay? So there's a lot more to that, but this is in a nutshell what I taught her and what she did for a week before her surgery and it was amazing she just was so thankful and um, she only spent one day post-op and was home the following day and had a whole new experience you know nothing like that had ever happened before so she was totally thrilled and you know thankfully um, uh, her healing process was much quicker and um, less pain and her whole uh, demeanor her heart and spirit you know were totally different because she knew that she was participating in her health and wellness in her healing in her surgery and in her recovery right so this idea about being creative is profoundly important to really accept at the outset that you are creative and that you can participate in any form of creation that you are involved in that could be creating a healthier lifestyle a better relationship creating a business creating health and healing okay because you know at the foundational level it's about moving from one state to another one experience to another and that process in the health and wellness space is called healing the process in say you know studies is called you know uh getting a degree or certification or achieving the um, you know end point of that learning process that education process in business it's about uh, creating the service and offering the product the way of being in the world and gaining your livelihood from it it's about having a goal and achieving that right so whatever the actual second state is, right? You're moving from one state to another. Knowing that you can participate in that and create it and knowing that music can serve that process because when you put the correct meaning onto that musical process and you do it consistently morning and evening over a long period of time and the step of action after your music meditation process Right? It fills your day with more movement toward realizing that vision. And you engage the reticular activating system of the brain. You know, one of the things that music is so profound in our neurology is that it's not this left brain, right brain kind of game. It is something that really holistically engages our neurology. And as I've said before, when I talk about the brain, it's not just brain, mind, consciousness, it's Emotion, thought, feeling, stories cycling in our mind, right? Our physicality, our spirit. It's all of these things because we are one whole. So when we talk about one of these things, it's really all of them together, okay? So the two other things, right? I mentioned that creativity and knowing that you can participate in your own process is an important starting point, right? Anything that limits that okay is probably based in these two areas that in large part over a long period of human history on in a general way you know on the whole and I just want to talk in the macro for a second we have given up our power in two major areas of life one is belief right that we have given up to culture religious institutions uh, you know social power structures and so forth it could be parents could be something else but given up our own uh, power and ability to believe based on our own sense our own understanding our own research and pursuit of knowledge and truth right so, one area that we have given up, given up a lot of power is belief. Another one is health and wellness, right? So on the side of belief, it's, you know, most often over a long period of, of human history has been given up to religious authorities, right, or to... Um, you know political powers or propaganda or hegemonic forces that you know brainwash an individual and that could be you know even in the nuclear family or it could be you know sitting in the central government kind of thing the other part is that we've given up our own ability to create and participate in our own health and wellness our well-being and vitality to medical institutions to professionals in health science for example right and mostly the medical establishment quote unquote now in in neither case is this well let's just deal with the health and wellness i'm not knocking all of the advancements that modern medicine has provided and especially in the area of you know trauma medicine and in you know, highly technical um, surgical procedures and other amazing developments in uh, medical technology and in so, so many areas of medical technology and engineering and uh, remote surgery and all kinds of amazing, really mind-blowing techniques and approaches, beautiful and wonderful. And this is the process. the great you know human pursuit of knowledge and applying that in service to to human beings and to the world but at the same time this shouldn't disempower people and it shouldn't be a uh, an arena where we give up our own creative power to bring health into our lives we have you know, the greatest uh, pharmacological reservoir within us, right? And again, this is not about, you know, people that have a severe mental illness with biochemical imbalances, um, severe disabilities, um, brain traumas, other conditions or diseases that result in, you know, a severe loss of function, where, you know, sometimes drug therapies or surgeries are the only things that can be done. I'm not really speaking to that, right? What I'm speaking to is when a person immediately turns to drugs or surgery, Or some psychotherapy or something external when really they have all they need within them and really one of the the greatest advances in the last you know decade of any kind of counseling or psychotherapy or anything is about empowering the person in a short period of time to really draw on their own capacity to heal and to participate in their healing right so the shifts that have been made in that are are really wonderful and I'm speaking more to that area and one of the untapped powers that we have as human beings is that of music because it bridges the unconscious and conscious mind it is something that we can always use and engage even if people are not musicians, right? And it is something that touches and connects with and brings together all aspects of the human being. And this is one of the greatest uh, capacities and powers of music and also one of the reasons it, it makes it one of the most difficult things to research. Because it has a physical aspect, and it affects us physically, and biologically. Music has a psychological aspect, and it moves us and changes our cognition and perception, brings memories, it changes our mindset, it impacts us deeply in our psyche. It has a spiritual aspect, it lifts our spirits and has the potential to expand our consciousness and provide a way for us to experience things we wouldn't otherwise have access to it has an emotional component and it moves our heart and brings emotions into our experience that change our our whole being right and it has a social relational component or aspect or as i like to say a factor because we have to factor in all these things right and in the social domain, it has the ability to knit together, bind together human connection, right? It came up the other day in one of my sessions, you know, how could you imagine? Can we just, you know, take a little sidestep here? Can you imagine all the world leaders if they were musicians and they played music together? And particularly, a music that was creative and improvisatory by nature, like jazz is probably the best example, because there are dynamics of uh, communication and even, you could say, conflict resolution of humility, of transparency, of being true, of sharing and being oneself of working through a process, right? Of taking the lead, of following, of going together, of all of these things. I mean, the language doesn't even do it justice at all, but it's about community. It's about connection and communication. And it's about the transcendent aspect of being human that leads to oneness and wholeness and well-being for the individual and the collective so can you imagine if all the world leaders had been raised with music <laughs> right and and i'm not talking about um you know narrow programmatic or propagandistic or other kind of music i think up to now you feel where i'm coming from music that at its heart Brings a human into relation with another human in a dynamic and creative relationship, right? Now, if you know they had been raised in this way, I promise you this would be a different world 100%. <laughs> now, maybe it's an impossibility when, when you actually think about, well, the histories and this, that, the other, but I like to think that way sometimes, right? Maybe the next generation we start to do that. So, I hope um, this, is, this is making sense, you know, coming back full circle now. The heart of really what I was sharing the other evening, what I'm sharing today with you, and which is, you know, kind of the uh, arena within which we meet here in exploring the powers of music and sound for you as an individual for your circle of friends your family your community for the world is that there is a great untapped power here in music more than what we experience in our daily lives usually or let's just say on the macro what most people are engaged with in uh, engaged in with music is not that and that's okay, music serves many purposes, many functions in our lives. It's cool, beautiful, right? But there's another area to dive into, okay? And that's what I'm, what I'm feeling, what I wanna tap into. Now, I did mention at the beginning some of the questions I wanted to share. Maybe we'll save it for next time, but there's one question from the show the other night I wanted to share with you, which is, the person asked um, about the advancement of AI and music and will it even be necessary for needing humans to make music in the future as AI develops more and more and more right and what are some of the potential applications of AI with music and so it was a really cool question because you know on one hand there are amazing potential applications of AI and music especially in regards to health and healing, well-being and vitality, right? Um, There were a couple questions about uh, people with dementia or Alzheimer's dementia and how music can help them because most of the talk was about healing, right? And in that case, it's really not, you know, we don't have any um, uh, program or experience or there hasn't been any research where a person has healed from uh, dementia. And what we talk about in that realm is really improving function, right? So one of the things that, that increases as dementia increases often is, uh, you know, lack of memory and, for example, walking and, and the gait, being able, you know, a person being able to walk um, without shuffling their feet and and, of course, you know, it's a, it's a terrible disease and multiple multiple other things um, especially in the um, you know cognitive perceptive domain and, and relational areas um, but you know in that regard it's about improving function right so there have been a lot of applications where AI could also come into play so that to bring more independence to a person depending on where they are in their um, uh, in that disease process of dementia um there could be and maybe there already are i'm just not quite sure something that could automatically based on time and schedule and even on the the diurnal, diurnal cycle or biochemistry of a person be able to kick in and start some music a song a rhythm a pattern that could help a person be more independent right Get up and even be able to go to the bathroom or do something else Uh, so there's a lot in that you know so when we think about improving function that's one area Um, and there's many many others right but what I focused on that I wanted to leave you with here today is that there will never be a replacement for the energy and experience that flows from humans making music together right and if if this is at all unclear to you i would just encourage you to reach out to ten musicians five musicians three one talk to them about it right what you know because we have the experience of listening to music participating in music in different levels and ways we also have the experience of being the one that is the creator or maker of that music, right? And even at this level, what I'm appealing to here is that human beings, all human beings, should make music. I don't mean be professional musicians, perform in the public space necessarily, or any of that, right? Post on their social media all their, no. I'm talking about a much deeper, essential role of music playing in the life of every human being. And I'm putting it on the same level as we need air and water and food and shelter and love and human connection. And the other things I add into that list are, we need to make music. We need to sing, we need to dance. We need to improvise, we need to be creative, okay? These are at the core of this creative capacity to be human. Okay. And, you know, this is something that can never be replaced by AI. So there's, there's many levels, right? And so it's more like a both and kind of answer. And not only for each human to be engaged in the musical experience that I'm trying to share with you today, but to understand that there are insights and understandings that come from making music that are not otherwise attainable to us. And so I encourage you to get more music into your life, to become more musical, right? And if you've ever had the feeling that, you know, that you wanted to uh, sing, pick up an instrument, or learn something about it, oh, it's beautiful. Follow that that feeling, right? And, you know, a lot of the fundamentals you start with, you can learn anywhere, you can learn online for free and everything, but, you know, for me, there the whole spirit with which i'm sharing with you i hope teachers of music you know whether they're in the local music store guitar shop or or whatever or they're a professor in university or they're just a professional musician or an amateur in their teaching all people sharing their knowledge of music i hope deepen in this idea that the foundation of it is all of this that i've been sharing Um, that when you teach for example a scale a fingering a tone a sound how to create a timbre or rhythm that is an abstraction of this other level of truth and so make sure that foundation is there first (laughs) right it's and here's one way to think about it if you happen to be a music teacher listening if a student ever just plays scales mindlessly just with the idea of moving fingers and or their vocal cords to articulate the accurate pitch they they they're they're off base already right just moving from one note to the next even if it's a major scale there is beauty and power in there or some other scale whatever it is you feel what I'm saying right <laughs> so um, if you have questions about that I would love to share more would love to share more and uh, I think we'll we'll end it for now and i want to send you all lots of love thank you all for being here I hope this is serving you well And, uh, as I work on, you know, getting this up, um, onto different platforms, I hope you like it, um, subscribe and you send your questions and comments. This is really, uh, the greatest joy for me to hear your voice, your questions, your thoughts and, uh, be in dialogue with you. So sending you all lots of love, uh, best wishes and lots of sound health. Take care. Peace.